Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 63 of the Bender Blend Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Bender. Uh, the intro music is courtesy of my good friends in the band Bunkers. Thanks again for the intro music, boys. Appreciate it. Uh, people listening, go check them out. They're on Spotify now. Just type in Bunkers. Um, they have a new album out. Anyways, thanks again. Uh, this episode was awesome, you guys. I finally got to talk with my good friend, Nick LaFarrell. Um, and yeah, we had a great conversation, man. I'm not going to... Uh, talk too much on the intro we're just going to get right into it um thanks again to badger aka nick lafaro <laughs> um i will tag his instagram so you guys can check out his awesome metal art and it's also his business so anyways let's get to it cheers and enjoy thank you Welcome, Badger. This is ta- this is Talk Radio nine hundred two one zero five six KFM, uh, the Wild Thing. <laughs> I'm gonna hey, let me connect to my uh, Bluetooth speakers. Hang tight. Sure. I mean, my Bluetooth headphones. Hang yeah, tight. this is great content, by the way, and we are recording, Badger. People love hearing you set up. <laughs> so okay, I got you. I got you now. Okay, good. Uh, you're you're reading me loud and clear. Um, loud and clear. Okay, so it's. It, uh, I'm like 92 years old in technology years. I know. What is this? Where does this go? Where? <laughs> this goes in your ear. Yeah. Hole? Which which hole goes? <laughs> does this go in? Oh man. Yep. Um, you went there. I didn't. I I always go there, guy. This is the Bender Blend. Okay, we go places right. that people don't want to go, but we're gonna go. It's like science. You got to go to the the craters in the moon. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have to. Um, so people that are new to your voice and who you are, I'm going to give you, I'll introduce you. You don't, I'm not going to make it super awkward. Um, and I'll tell them a little, some, some places to go follow some of your artwork. Um, I'm talking to my good friend, Nick LaFaro, AKA Badger. I've mentioned you in the podcast before. I've used some of your own music. Like some people might know you, um, but it's been long overdue that we finally get you on and talk about some shit and um so for your instagram for your metal art page is it can you why don't you say it because i don't want to fuck it up well it's uh it's uh actually technically my business correct um, so so there you go under an ltd so especially my last name which is lofaro and that's l-o-f as in frank a-r-o 
It's an underscore with Me- metal arts. Okay. One word, metal arts. And then... Metal un- arts. Okay. And uh, another another underscore with LTD, but okay. you can find it by then. Okay, perfect. And also, I'll tag you in this in my post when I post the oh, episode. And, and likewise, my brother. Um, And send people your way, because... You, that's the main thing we'll talk about tonight is your artwork and like I've known you forever and just seeing the evolution of your art change from like you know yeah, paintings to drawings to these badass fucking epic mythological sculptures of made out of metal and not to mention not just metal like you use I remember some of your I can't remember what sculpture it was maybe it was because for a long time, and maybe, and I think you still do, you use a lot of reclaimed metal. Like, you use spoons. Like, you find just, you have that crazy, cool ability to look at a piece of metal and be like, oh, that'll make a perfect vertebrae for my next piece. Like, it's, that's a, that's an awesome skill to have. I, I couldn't, I actually couldn't have said it better. It's like, uh, it, it's almost like you walk around and I have many times looked at something and said, that's fine. Like, oh. That's a that's a shoulder blade, uh, you know. That'll make a great claw. Um, that that's what I prefer to do if I can. I mean, it's great to give something a second life if you can. But uh, you know, on the other end, you know, steel is very cheap for the most part. So it's, and it's everywhere too. You so. said steel is cheap. Yeah, steel is cheap. Yeah. Okay. Like I... raw raw steel. Like if you were to when you're getting started, if you don't find it or collect it or hoard it as. Uh, I've been accused of many times. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, you, know you, you there's plenty of places to acquire it. It's funny, uh, even a lot of my followers are Russian, and and I and they also do metal art. These followers I'm talking about, uh, and I just have this theory that like Russia is covered in all this derelict metal, and they have all this access to way cooler pieces than I'll ever get a hand on. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? I would agree, and, and a lot of that has to do with their architect, that brutalist style architecture, where it's like a lot of concrete and metal was what they built. I mean, yep, they're that, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, what's are you are you on speaker? See if you can, because your your vocal, your are you on your own speaker or something? I'm I'm on my iPod headphones, so maybe let me just go back to speaker. And I meant to apologize because it is torrential downpouring on it on our house right now. Oh no worries, that might yeah, just, that might be part of it. I just it it's, let me let me just switch to okay. my phone request and you tell me what that sounds like. Okay. How's that sound, buddy? That's better right there. Okay, let's stick. To, we'll stick to the old-fashioned way. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> good, good. Old sometimes old-fashioned and simple is the way to go, man. And I think the, the most obnoxious part of podcasts is sometimes dealing with audio, <laughs> right? Oh, if you're listening to the numbers. It is. Like, yes and no. Like, I, I think if you're a new podcast listener, that could be frustrating. But I've been listening and doing it for so long. And some of my favorite podcasts, like, they go through glitches. And it's like, yeah, you just kind of go with it because it, it's still your... Well, I don't mean to salt your game. You yeah, how mean? fucking... How dare you? God, <laughs> this is... I think we, I, we almost intended to do this in person, if not for COVID. I think we were trying to make a trip out to California, but that'll be volume two, I think. Yeah, I, I was going to say, this is just the first of many with, and I always, you know, it's, it's, that goes for most, I've never had a, I've only had one guest that I wouldn't have back, and, um, and that's, I think that's a is good, that right? yeah, that's a good record for 60 plus episodes of, like, having oh one, my God, right? having one person that 
was on not not for a long time, but it was like just enough of a an episode where I was like, yeah, that that's that didn't work that time. Mm, right. But anyways, so the well, and like you were saying, but you have you personally have brought me um, metal pieces before that I've used in a lot of pieces. I uh, know, man. It's so, yeah. I think those... a lot of people do have an eye for reclaimability, uh, you know, reuse, which is which is a basis of my art, but not exactly a restriction, I guess you could say. Sure. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's you can't limit yourself if you're a painter. No. You know, no. you, you why not use any kind of paint? That's right. And also, why not paint on different material? Like, why not just, like, you know, you can paint on anything, like, not just canvas. Like, I love people that have incorporated wood and, you know, there's, it's, and like you you said it perfectly, it's like, yeah, don't limit yourself as an artist. Because then that's where your big roadblocks hit and you're like, I don't know. And it's like, dude, all it takes is. Don't you think that happens with music for the most part? Oh, 100%. Well, yeah, and and that's something else to to highlight about you is for people listening is like, and I think a lot of the people I talk to and that listen can relate because it's always my always my question for a lot of people is like, is there one thing that you like more than the other that you feel like it's a calling more than the other? Some people answer like, what I want to hear, and I haven't heard it yet, and it's just me being, you know, I want the the like. Yeah, I. This is what I was born to do. It's like fuck yeah, but, and then I want to dissect that. But the reality is, is like we all kind of have a. I think we go through like for you. I think you've, you've narrowed down like you're you love mu- making music, as and you're really good at it. But you're also this the metal art stuff like seems to be. The. It, to me, it, it just kind of makes sense for who you are. I'm like, yeah, that's that seems what ba- that that seems like Badger finally kind of has eased into this um this trade that is like, and it's it's like it's a would you say it's your calling almost, or is it or is it less? That is a fantastic question. I'm just so glad we're such old friends that so you can uh, you can remember all the bullshit I've shown you my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, not only have you done this, uh. No, I mean, that is, that is like, honestly, that is an amazing question because I think it all comes down to precedence, and you know this as well as I do, because if you don't put 100% into your podcast, yeah, uh, that's it, it just has to. Otherwise, you know, and I have had ADD my whole life and a million projects going on, and it is, it is very nice to have something that, you know, I do think podcasts are performance art, certainly. There is certainly a level of performing, but fortunately, if someone says something awful, they can be edited. There is a a level of a presentation that can eventually be evolved out of a conversation, if that makes sense. And I think that, to me, sounds more safe. I think the problem with music is I love writing music and I love playing music. Um, After playing in front of people and performing for so long, I... That that was an exhausting task, I think. Um, what I, it sounds it sounds like it's lazy, but the funnest part about doing um, sculpture work is that you can build something, spend this entire introverted um, part of your life, you know, isolated with this this piece you're working on, then and then you get to present it and take a step back and not be there for 
for the piece to be viewed and absorbed by the public, if that makes sense. So it's a way less nerve-wracking art, <laughs> I can say. Uh, I think, you know, music, music is so difficult because one, you know, it requires people to take the attention. And same with podcasts. You're, you're asking someone to take time to absorb the art. In the case of a song, let's say it's four minutes long, that's four minutes out of someone's life that they have to click on something. And, you know, we're you and I are elder millennials, so we'll remember the day of really just absorbing a song for a month instead of just passing it over as a as a first listen, which you, you often see a lot these days. But I think when, when it comes down to creativity, you can burn yourself out if you're lighting every candle in the room. And what I found is, and this comes with age, is that as I've grown older, I've, want, I've really enjoyed my, my peace and quiet by myself when I'm in my shop and I'm creating something. And that's just a, that's a really addicting part of the, the art. It's also really uh, calm and, and there's a zen to it, if that makes sense. And, and, you know, whereas the world of rock and roll is, if it's not debauchery, it's a lot of driving and it's a lot of lifting amplifiers. And, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes playing for no one. And sometimes your art is not even absorbed. But, you know, um, I always say art takes, you're only in control of 50% of it. Sure. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you, you create something and then it's up to the listener or the viewer or whatever sense they're, you know, able to perceive the art. That's, that's the other half. You know, that's why I never like explaining so much about an individual piece. Uh, if you give too much of a story, you, you kind of, the beauty of it is if you can look at art and kind of fill in your own narrative. And I think that's really cool sometimes, but. I, I definitely don't know how I could balance playing music right now and, and trying to build sculpture at the same time. It's a lot of, that'd be a lot to ask. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I do miss it, certainly. Well, and I think that's valuable, what you just said of recognize, and you have a you have a pretty unique perspective on it because you, you were in the music bit, like, for so long, and now you've, but that being, like, you, we can wrap that up in a nice little, like, this is a creative person creative people also need to hear that story of like, man, I'm doing one thing. It's like, and <laughs> it's that whole, there's no playbook on how to be the best creative person. It's just kind of, it's the, the intuitive, like feel it out, try stuff, try sh I think the more you try, I, I guess that the more open-minded for every kind of avenue, the, that to me seems to be the healthiest, less stressful way to go through life being a creative person of like absolutely yeah you know it's and that's and that's that's it's cool forced. yeah i think you're talking about forced creativity is a big one yeah um, yes definitely I think, I think when you when you build something from your heart you're creating the best thing and and, and when it crosses over you know there's there's the job aspect to, to yeah. art but I, I love to think of it as a discipline more than anything you know, I and uh, I yeah, and I I think that actually is a great way to, I think that's the best mindset moving forward. If, and you know, this is just me being the armchair expert to, to borrow a phrase from, a famous person. But it's when I hear p my friends that are s starting to be successful in their art, and they look at it as like, yeah, it's a practice and a discipline. It's like that is I that seems to be the better way to go about it rather than saying like it's just a business because then it feels like that takes away the 
the spirit of it, the value of like why you're oh, doing God, it, yeah. you know, whereas no, it's that's, like, that's an amazing way to look. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, I think society wants to always shut down art. Society, art is a response, always, whatever it is. It can be political, it can be from your feelings or whatever it is, but it's it's certainly a response to something. And if you just, if you keep it more natural like that, it's uh, it's easier. Because I've definitely done jobs where I have uh, been paid and been given a limited amount of time to build them. And, uh, and you're not building from your heart, you're building with your purely just your physical uh you're slamming coffee and you're just like i want to get this over with but i often find especially i'll have to we'll have to talk about my latest piece i've been working on is a 22 foot wingspan uh moth woman named luna mothra but she she's also about 11 feet tall and I've, i've really spent the last um six months working on her from when she was a skull to now that she's got wings and a full body. And, and, and it's, it's so uncanny that she's taken over this personality where sometimes in the shop, I bumped her and I've apologized. And I feel so weird if I, if I don't do well on her, she's taken over this whole, whole different arena. And, and to me, that's kind of your relationship with the song or, well, you know, it's the repetition of a piece is one thing, but when you're building something little by little every day, a podcast by podcast or, or song by song, and, and then eventually you have an album, and then you can look back and you go, you know, I have 60 plus, you know, episodes under my belt, and it's really fun because those are summer wins and summer losses, but then it all becomes part of you, and um it's, it's always a positive experience, I think, art, no matter what. Even if you create it out of rage and anger and sadness, <laughs> certainly, right? Yeah, and that's I. To go back to what you said about you, you apologize to that reminds me a lot of when Stephen King reading Stephen King and he writes these characters, and then you read behind the, you know, right, he he's like these characters took on their own life, and if you. You know, on the surface, that just sounds kind of like, what? Like crazy writer speak. But if you do art, that makes total sense that it, because it is a, an extension of you, but then they, if to have that cool mindset of like, this is also something beyond, like out of, it's come from me, but it's also making it, it's, it's taken on its own life. Like that, I like that idea too, because it, it adds an element of, importance to what you're doing of like i'm caring for this thing and building it at the same like it's a weird you yeah, know you're nurturing it it's, a, it's yeah. a child i mean don't you see your podcast i i mean going back a couple of years when you began your podcast i saw that as an extension of yourself and now i see your podcast as a totally different monster that you created you just let loose in the world totally know? dude and totally I, this thing has, is always has become, you know? it does and it's always changing like my format has always been pretty, rela- but like, yeah, that is, it is, it's been a labor, of, literally a labor of love. Like I love it and hate it sometimes. And it's, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and that goes with, I think every creative person ever that does a, starts a project can f- relate to that, like that feeling of like, but the overall feeling is like, well, I, but I still, I, I have to do it. It's, it's a, it's a need. So like. Cool. I need to do it, and and dude, that by the way, your the scale of of your piece um, is the Mothra. Is she a commission, or are you just doing it for? 
yeah, the Lunamothra was based off, of, she's basically based off of fairies. Uh, okay. I was hired by the Mishawaka Amphitheater up in the Poudre Canyon in Colorado. Um, it's a music venue yeah. uh, right along the river, and they hired me to do a, a river nymph, but I'd come up with this whole mythology from Luna, the Greek god, and Mothra from the Godzilla movies. Of course, you know what a dork I am. Yeah. That character. But, but created it completely, <laughs> although I've, I've kind of made this amalgam of many archetypes and kind of the, the cryptid uh, character of a nymph. Um, it's really been fun to take on, like, an original project. Um, you'll remember I did uh, Poseidon and Medusa yeah. for my two larger scale pieces I just finished, but uh, those were certainly very familiar characters to, yeah, yeah. to people, but the nymph is certainly as recallable as... Uh, and, you know, and cryptids, for lack of a better word, or, you know, the Mothman, but things like that, they're so part of culture, uh, and they're as part of culture as any, as any god or spirit through, through different religions and, and, uh, in world histories, just because they always represent a part of a culture that no one wants to talk about. And I, I always find it interesting, for me in particular, just like you with your, you, you've always done a podcast kind of surrounding creativity. So there isn't, there isn't a pigeonhole to it, but there's definitely a focus. But if I have any creative control over my future, I, I personally love doing the monster, the, the yeah. other. Um, yeah, the, the, the hidden world stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, in history, you always see that Percy is holding Medusa's head. You see uh, mm-hmm. uh, characters with slain lions, and they're all these victorious there is naked white dudes, right, with little <laughs> little wieners too. But yeah. I think it's so much more interesting <laughs> to to tell the story of what, what you know. Tell me the story of that lion, of that beast, right? For that matter. Yeah, yeah. and um, well, that's fucking rad too. Like, and and that that just and no, and you know, for the people listening that don't know you, like I know you, you. You love like that the horror movie like mon- you're a huge you're uh, I've never met anybody that loves Godzilla shit more than you. <laughs> and um, I apologize for that. <laughs> you shouldn't fuck that. No, don't apologize. I say no apologizing for what you love. Like, but you know as well since we've been we were friends from childhood, and I think you and your brothers were largely responsible for a lot of my comic book background and i think that's where it began for both of us is certainly these yeah these archetypes this story that life can actually be uh a lot more than this mundane cycle that we kind of go through it gives you this really cool imagination and and certainly horror and sci-fi have i i've been lucky in getting um hired to do these characters because I, I think the idea that I'd, I would if you would have gone back a couple of years ago and I thought about getting hired to build giant monsters, I wouldn't have believed it, to be honest with you, you know? I, yeah. I think that's like a childhood <laughs> dream, you know? Well, that, but again, and I, because especially nowadays, dude, we need some hopeful shit to hear. And that, to me, is Absolutely. like sharing my friend's art and especially your art, like, and that, you know, and I have other friends that I'm like... I want to hold up in the light and just be like, Hey guys, like, look, there is a, yes, the world is definitely hell in a handbasket right now. We are, it's shitty. And I don't know a single person that's not stressed out right now. Um, And if they, if they're, if they're not stressed, I'm like, well, what drugs are you on? And let me have some, but 
ignoring? Yeah, and what? Yeah, what are you ignoring? What are you not consuming? But the importance of, and for me, man, like this is the the second episode I've done in like I've been taking my sweet ass time getting back into this thing, and not for yeah, lack, mm-hmm. and not for lack of try. Like I, I've had to my own str- struggle of, um, okay, well, what, you know, and it's the, the curse of the artist thing of like, am, am I, what's, who gives a shit about what I have to say? And then, and I, I got over that a while ago with this thing, like, but there's, it still crops up and that's a roadblock. That being said, it's like when I see my friends doing well with their art and looking at your posts of this fucking awesome mythical, creature woman nymph awesome like it number one people listening go fucking look at this thing on on your instagram like it's so impressive and it's it to me that that i love that inspiration because what it does for me and the point of this podcast has always been of like walk away listen to it and be feel a little bit inspired or hopeful about creating and and if you're not creating, like maybe find a way in. If you, you know, that's that's my hope is that people listen to these conversations we have, and they're like, they walk away going like, oh, maybe I should try this. It's like, fuck, please do. Like, it's so fulfilling, and that's what we all seek is some fulfillment and doing art, whatever form it takes, music, painting, whatever, dance it. Like, go do it. Like, tr- I think you, the the trying is the the first step, obviously, and then. Just feel it's like if you, I even it's silly, but if you even want if you even want a TikTok, do that. You know, maybe don't show anybody your TikTok, but well, and no, but well, that's funny you said that because I'm here's how fucking out of touch of some of that shit I I am, and that's why I I also reach out to my my friends to help me with the podcast. Like they're like, why aren't you doing this? I'm like, I don't know how. Like what the people are like what TikTok? I'm like. I kind of know I. Platforms you're talking about. I right? kind of know what it is, but I also have no idea what TikTok. Like, is that the new Snapchat essentially, or what? I don't. I think, I, I think this conversation is going to age us by decades. <laughs> and Badger, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm thirty. I'm thirty five, and I and I'm there's, and that's okay. We can talk about that for a second, of how fast technology moves. And, oh, God, and to yeah. keep up with it and to also contribute your, uh, like, thank God for Instagram to, like, spread the word about our absolutely. art. And yeah, I'm gl- I absolutely owe a lot to that page. For, it's, it's probably been more, it's actually been more beneficial than a website, ultimately. Well, yeah, because it's free, man. You're not paying for that. Like, that that's free advert. And if you do, if you curate it well enough, and and here's the thing, I want to I wanna send people your way because it's the... For me, my I love facilitating people's interests of like, and I I I and I know I'm repeating myself for the old time listeners that hear me say this every time, but I truly mean it. Is like what I'm trying to do is facilitate. Like, it's a weird thing. Like something that I get the most joy out of is sharing other people's art with other people. They're like. Well, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, hold on. Like, maybe I'll show you. But what's cooler is like, check out this band. Check out this artist. Like, look at this. You, you get the feel. I love where you're going with this because <laughs> I always think when I share a song with somebody and they love it, I get to get a little, little taste of what it would have been like to create that song. Right. Don't you think? Yeah, I think. Like, no, you're you right. Share that art with someone. Yeah. Taking a little 
uh, music. I think I don't think there's a type of what's beautiful about what you do is because you don't you can share everything. So you're just every type of creation someone can come up with. You're you're willing to push that forward, and I think that's why you're an important vessel. And I mean, I was uh, like I told you, I was even nervous to talk, but I I really wasn't <laughs> because these are my favorite conversations to have. And I think you and I both. We're lucky that we're old buddies and and uh, yeah. and old friends that we can both remember different times in our life. So where we weren't so creative and where we were really struggling to to find an outlet and and maybe living in areas we didn't like and you know didn't have didn't have the right tools or or motivation necessary and, and you know the, and I think it's it's really easy to stand on one side of the island and be like you know getting here took hard work but yeah. really it's got to suck for a long time is the other part and and you kind of you know what and, and fuck what anybody says do art i was told many times by advisors in college and everything to to only pursue art if you were going to teach it and you know i think and fuck that ultimately life is so quick and 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 it's such a short time if you don't spend it if you're if you're able to spend it creating it's like a, a way of prolonging your life in a way. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, that's it uh, nailed it on the head right there. It's a mortality, right? Yeah, it is. It's if you're and for someone like me who if I if I do everything right, I don't I don't ever plan on having kids. So my kids are my art. Like, I know that's a dumb Absolutely. metaphor, but it's like that's what it is. No, like, exactly. I don't and and you just nailed it on the head. It's like. The extent well, not to kids can definitely restrict your creativity. Yeah, uh, knowing my friends, anyway, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? They want to paint. They just they're finger painting. And you know what? You that know? the thing about like I I have you and I are of the age where most of a lot I we don't know the percentage, but most of our friends are married and have children and I want to say half. <laughs> I'd say half. I'd say even more than like more than that. I'd say 70%, but <laughs> just rough numbers, but yeah, I th- thrown percentages. And I <laughs> but for me like the way 72. to the, <laughs> There you go. 72.5%. Yeah, the I'm joking. the way to reach my friends that are, you know, cuz it's that whole you know, conversation of like, oh, the grasses are like, wow, you're single, you have all this time to do all this. I'm like, yes, but I also cultivated the lifestyle I on purpose. Like, I'd never planned, I never, I made sure that I'm not having kids. And even for my friends that plan, it's like, I think that what my message would, to like, I don't have time. It's like, and uh, this is, I'm, I'm the, I'm going to be the asshole giving parents advice to be like, <laughs> Make, like, what are you interested in getting into art? And, like, see if you're, like, do it with your kids. Say, hey, I really want to, like, show your kid that you play guitar and, like, play it in front of your kids. And if they're like, like, make, that would be my way in to my, me being a single asshole telling parents what to do with their kids. Well, Jordan, I don't know if you've gotten this. And this is nothing but love to any of my parent friends. But when you get the, you show them what you've been doing. If I if I built a sculpture or done something creative wise, song whatever, or if you've done your podcast, people will you know the parents will be like, well I wish I oh I wish I had time for that as if 
you know, sometimes I find it a little condescending that, like, oh, I have all the time in the world and I'm not busy. <laughs> I'm like, I have never been busier. In my sure. Life. <laughs> no, that is, yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's just silly. <laughs> we're, I'm like, we're, no excuses. Get your finger paints out, you that, know? That's I'm right. Like, that's right. I, you know, I had art. All, I think, you know, I owe it to my parents for allowing me to play with clay and paint when I was a little, little kid. Oh, and, and, and on my end, too. Like, my parents encouraged us to be creative. So it's like, we're, that's what, that's, that's, okay, let, let me take away the asshole part of like, you just go pretty creative, parents. Be like, hey. Well, I feel bad. But what we're saying is you and I feel bad for them. We want, we want to show them the door that they can so easily walk through. And just, because you don't have to do anything to be creative. You just have to, no one's going to stop you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we are. I think we're equally, they might be frustrated that they don't have the time. And we're frustrated that they don't make it. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. <laughs> uh, so now let's so, well, and so now let's go into let's just rip into married people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and kids, everything we're not. You made the wrong choice. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the biggest form of immortality. They've got us beat. You know, you can create. You, you know, I might be able to create a sculpture, but they'll create actual little monsters. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that it that is a that is the truth and you know what? I'm more scared of those monsters than the ones I create like out of my own like I can I can paint a weird looking skull. No. Now now it just sounds like I hate kids and I'm like I don't hate kids but I don't love them. <laughs> no, and I, and, well, and, and it was so fun. Look, well, I was eventually going to talk to you and Audrey and I actually have a couple of your a list a lot of your uh artists you um, had on your podcast i'm actually friends with online yeah. and, and follow each other and support and everything like that but um to go with luna mothra uh my mother who you also know very well um she wrote a kid's story about um presley you know the yeah uh, niece we live with uh but she's a four-year-old but it's about this little girl encountering luna mothra the fairy on the river and she teaches the little girl about ecology and and Jordan, I got to tell you, it's such a cool little story. And the the Mishawaka like this story, so they actually want to help fund my mom's children's story to pair with my sculpture. And that's where I was eventually. You and Aubrey are on my what I called my uh, what did I say? My apostles. I have like twelve artists picked out where each artist I'm hoping to do they can do their version of a of a fairy. You know, it doesn't even have to look like the one I made, but. These were hoping to do text, picture, text, picture through the book. And so that when I actually, uh, my installation for my sculpture next spring, it was supposed to be this summer, but just like everything else in the world with with the pandemic got pushed away. So I don't yeah. take it personally, um, but it'll be all next spring. But we can, uh, we, you know, we can certainly go into more of that. But following your art, I love all, even if it's a skull, it's great. This other artist I follow, um, what does he go by? Baker's Baker's Dozen, I believe. He draws skulls all the time. And sometimes he'll just post a new skull and be like, his caption will say, not another skull. And yeah. I feel as an artist sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did this again. Look at me. Yeah. That's and, funny. And, but, but you <laughs> make a mantra. It's a mantra. It's a song you sing every day. I try. I really try to weld every day if I can. It is, man, and for as far as that goes, like, dude, number one, I love. 
I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I say it. I I say it almost every other podcast of like I love collaborating with other. But that's the truth, man. That's where I am as as a. Well, if you lived closer in my last two shows, you would have been. But you would have been uh, definitely collaborators. I know, I man. It's and a very local show, but yeah. This time around, I'm trying to. I'm kind of hand-picking all my favorite buddies that do art, and and you'll get. Uh, I'll send you the story this month, and then. Uh, a little bit of the instructions, but yeah, please little, do. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a little fun thing. Or I think we're leaning towards having bands play too when it comes out. But dude, I that's mean, awesome. My my idea is when my sculpture is presented, it's just a one component of one giant series of turning wheels and creativity that are going on. I never. I think the beauty of doing shows like that is that you don't get you get to share the spotlight instead of just stand in it, which is my favorite thing to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, dude, that I that that excites me so much more than I kind of I wish I'd talked to you a little bit more about it before the podcast just so you were like I didn't want to blindside you with it. I've also been waiting to fully edit the story that uh well, my mother wrote. So it, that that's uh, what really lured me into the whole project. I was like my mom was like, "Oh, this is silly. I wrote this little story." And I read it and I was like, "Mom, this is crazy because my mom's retired now." And now she's taking a lot of time, you know, she's painting rocks and, and watercolors and all this, you know, you'd almost see them as childish kind of uh, uh, art games in a way, but that's what art is. Art is like a constant connection with your childhood, and and we're lucky that way. You get to just play your whole life, you know? Yeah, if, if you pay attention, you get, you get to right, play your... Hey, and people listening, and, pay attention to... if. That's what I the uh, the other encouragement is is and what you're saying is you know and my mom's the same dude my mom has cranked out some badass art in the last couple like I'd say the last year she's really ramped it up and my mom's an incredible artist like it's it's almost well, maybe not we got to make her a part of the story dude absolutely I'll send you some of her stuff but it's she's she's definitely an inspiration and and I always encourage her and it's that that's. <laughs> Ready? Here it comes again. And just the massaging the shit out of my message here on the podcast. I inc- I wanna I wanna encourage everybody to be like, hey, keep go- like do- like you encourage I encourage you you encourage me. Do you see like the it's mutually beneficial to to collaborate and have this community of you know like all the followers that follow me and I follow that. It's like what I'm doing is not for glamour and like look at look I have 500 listeners and here's my ads I'm like I'm not making money on this and I am perfectly okay with that what I want is for people to listen to this and go get inspired to do their own thing and then also like share me share that with me so I can share with other like it's this little community slash maybe let me me return a question right back at you sure do you i just from being like a brother with you my whole life and one of your friends you know i've been friends since we were little kids but i i thought that you doing podcasts was your calling like i finally just seeing you i've seen you do plenty of art and you definitely you continue i've seen you you know your your art and whatnot you're not a one-trick pony by any means but i really always felt like out of our group of, out of our group of idiots like you, you had a very good uh, observer. Uh, you, you and your brother were certainly as observant as comedians, and I think that where you're in, in Thaddeus's uh, root, your structure is in comedy, and 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 
servants, you know? And I think that's why, that's kind of like when people go like, oh, he's got it in him. And someone's dancing, and they're like, he's just natural. And that's part of it, you know? <laughs> that's the other, if there's three 50%, can we say that? <laughs> yes, we can. One part of art is 50%, you do it. The other half is people absorbing it, and then... <laughs> underneath that is where it all began right yeah well well let's look at yeah like like three th- I, I gave you the longest question ever but i mean did you feel i i guess let me rephrase it is knowing that this is kind of a, a bigger calling for you did you feel like when you started that ball rolling that energy was just effortless in a way like it was easy to keep pushing that wheel a little bit as you went um yeah, absolutely. So yes, I'll answer that. I just say yes and move on. <laughs> no explanation. Uh, yep, you nailed it. Okay, now next question, Badger. Uh, did you like to put metal on your face? No. So, so yeah, yes. So what? Oh, okay. I'll give you a little. Here's my. I'll keep it as short as I can, but to fulfill it, it's. You know what happened is. When I started listening to podcasts in twenty, I because I honestly never listened to them before twenty twelve. I yeah totally. And then twenty twelve, I got a job where I was by myself most of the day. Like I worked on building trails in the woods. Fucking rad, perfect job to put headphones and and you turned me on to some and I already knew about Radio Lab and then you showed me Joe Rogan and then I and then my friend our mutual friend Prio was like yeah Nerdist uh you know Chris Hardwick and I was like oh cool and then I started kind of going down the rabbit hole of podcasts and I was like oh this is a cool thing like what the fuck is like this is re- didn't you always feel like uh, you were in that empty chair <laughs> like every time I listen to a podcast and I'm not you know you're not a part of it you just feel like you're like I have something to say. Well, funny you say that because I the best, and that's what I hope on most episodes that I do is that. That's why I don't do such interviewee shows of like I want people to listen in on our conversations that I have and feel like that they're part of it and want to contribute it's like yeah that i want that that's the vibe and and here's where i got that from i directly ripped off like three or four different podcasts that take that format and um you know it started with nerdist and then pete holmes you made it weird and then joe rogan like their format was just kind of loosey-goosey but also had a purpose and and some great conversations and yes they were all famous people but for me it's like that format crosses over to just like you know it's like just have a cool conversation about something that we're both interested in or we're all you know and people listening in the content that I like to hear is a mat it's what you just said it's like I it feels like you're in the room with us and that's what I hope for people listening yeah and and aside from that isn't it nice that people shut the fuck up about sports once in a while you know about what sports sports like, I think that was what was huge about podcasts for me, was people were like, you know what's crazy? Or polar bears. You know what's fucking crazy? The meteor that killed the dinosaurs. And then I started turning my head. I Like, it was so nice to not hear, sports are cool, but nobody needs to shine a light on them anymore, in my opinion. You know? Well, I, I, I agree. I they changed names of several teams. 
opinion. I know. You, you know what's funny, Badger. I and I think both you and I are uniquely qualified to weigh in on this because we both played sports our whole life. Our most of half more than half of our lives were dedicated to playing sports, and somebody asked me years ago. They're like, "Do what do you watch?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" And like, they're like, "Sports wise." I'm like, "I don't watch shit," and it's not to shit on athletes because I was an athlete and I get the level of discipline and like that's not my conversation. Is not fuck athletes. It's it's like hey. It's easy. When someone throws something really far, it's an easy conversation piece. <laughs> you know I mean? And you know what? And I can't... That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, you get yeah. that thing and it went That's all funny. the way over there. Check, check that shit out. And also, know? like, no judgment, no judgment on people that love sport. Like, if your life is dedicated to watching one team for your... Hey, I... I've gotten to a place, and this sounds pretentious and arrogant, but I mean it wholeheartedly. Like, I don't judge you. Like, hey, I could sit here and talk about comic books and movies just the way you talk about sports. So everybody's got their little thing. But for me, the podcast thing, what I what I started realizing was that who I was listening to were and, – and also just – because I, I started research, you know, looking into it, like what, how, what does it take to do what they're doing? And it was like you need a microphone and a internet connection and a this and that. And I'm like, man, that is, that is a cheap, awesome way to. Um, and I remember the moment I thought it was possible. I was like, well, what if I? And and dude, trust me, I spent. It took so I started thinking about doing a podcast in 2015. I remember very well. Like yeah. kind of like, oh, maybe I could do that too. And then three years later, or you know, it took about three years later to finally like, I moved out here to California. I was in Denver and I lived with my good friend Prio, and like we, I that was when I bought all my equipment and I tried and I kind of like, I but it never, not it wasn't clicking, and then. When I moved out here, it's and I I love telling this story because it's maybe somebody else needs to hear how easy it is sometimes to set like cultivate that like it was always on my mind I wanted to do it and then I met some people out here and they're like what do you like what are you doing I'm like well I uh, I do landscaping I just got I moved out here from Colorado and they're like oh cool what else are you into I'm like oh I have a podcast I didn't at the time. I didn't. I I had the idea. And they were like, oh, what? Cool. And then I went home and I was like, I better do a podcast now. Like, <laughs> it was that simple. I better. Of, I better yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, well, I can't be a fraud. But sometimes that's it. Like, there is a Okay, wait, okay you're touching on something that's fun here. There's a level of bullshit that an artist has, okay? And you, <laughs> yeah. You have to have the ability to bullshit yourself long enough until you can't take your shit anymore, really. Where you're like, dude, shut the fuck up and just do it. You keep talking yeah. about it, yeah. you know? And then and then you do it and it's just so natural. And it feel and it and it's fun. And, and yeah. it's it's as easy it's like breathing and I think you know, I know I know it is so hard outside like I don't wanna I don't wanna, I wanna interrupt your story, but I, I no, know no, like go. When you want to take that first step in an artistic direction and you want to buy a paintbrush or a microphone or whatever it is, that's a whole other step you have to take. You take that, it's an investment, you know, an investment in yourself and your abilities. And, yeah. and for, like, I think 
I think even I'm not giving you an airbrush paint uh, machine that you bought at the point. You got to throw all this shit against the wall. See what see which one liberates you the most and makes you feel you know makes it makes it feel like uh, routine or something that's more effortless. I guess you know. But I don't. I you know. I want to go back uh, back to, back to where you know your origin. I guess where you felt like you had to. Um, show show for something, you know. Well, like, yeah, that's it, part of it exactly, and and like what you were saying earlier, just now, like the bullshit factor of, you know, there's plenty of people that, like we all know people that, and I, I'm like everybody tells their self a, a story about what they're into and what they love, and then, but when someone when you say it to a stranger and then they're like, cool, well, how do I get, and then it's like, it becomes this thing of like, and I, and I was lucky enough to, it was the weirdest thing. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting. I think what I said was I'm starting a podcast and that I said this to a person I'd, I'd met and hung out with like a few times and they're like, Oh, cool. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like, and part of it was that, like, oh, you know, the insecurity of, like, well, what will they think of me if I don't actually have, <laughs> you know? I was like, well, I can never show my face here again. Um, <laughs> but in reality, is like, it somehow that that made the the it tipped this. It, it was that like let's it it kicked that boulder downhill. Like that little wedge was kicked out from under the rock, and the rock just started tumbling, and as far as it being my calling, like I, I've never had, I've met so many fun people and, and what, what kills me about it as being a calling is like, I know I'm not doing the best I could with it, but it still will not go. What like, makes you feel bad, though? Uh, dude, I feel, not, I feel guilty if I don't contribute to what I like. It is a, and and part and maybe you experienced this a little bit, and I've talked about this on other episodes about I'm not good at branding myself and selling my own brand because it feels it's something about that feels a little. That's why I think and I remember now. I think we talked about this on an episode a long time ago about the importance of having people around you that can help you with that, like show you like the value of like look. You may feel that way, but if you really want this thing to keep moving forward, sometimes you need to have that like agent or whoever it is to just be like, "Hey." I recently heard that. I think they were talking. I know when Rogan, they you know people calling him a sellout, but he was selling not. He was saying not to sell out, not to let people, you know, take put the wings on your vehicle yourself. Um, I remember back in the band days, they when we were under an agency, they really wanted us to have a logo. And I was against the bands that had logos. I didn't want, because I remember Kiss, even the band Kiss, saying that they weren't a band name, they were a brand name. And certainly they were. They sold, I mean, that band is, half their their, their glory is merchandise, you know, and you have ACDC, you, you can close your eyes and pick out all those logos but there is a sense i know where you're going there's a sense of like bleeding out when you feel like you're not you're not doing something from the heart and i think branding 
is a very reptilian process. <laughs> you know, it's a very flashy, it's, flashing of feathers. That's you funny know? you said, yeah, it's, it's that cold kind of like, mm-hmm. let me show you. And, and I, that's what, but at the same time, I also, I, as a, it's, it's a struggle for me because I'm like, you know, people reach out and say, hey, what if you do, and, you know, it, there's the part of me, the, the little, you know, narcissist part of me of like, yeah, like I do want more followers, but not for, and, and I'm like, I see how I need to get there, but I don't want to do it. I'm like, so I'm trying to reinvent the wheel of like, how do I get more popular without buying into the system of like, here's ads. It's like, look, and I know it's really hard to come across genuine with people that, you know, it's like that no don't know me that well, but it, you know, man, I, what I genuinely feel and want for this thing is to like, of course, would I love some recognition only if it lets me talk to more people and build the community of creative people that listen bigger. That's what I want. Not money. Like money comes and goes. Fuck it. Like, you know, that sounds like, oh yeah, okay, hippie. But I'm like, ah, oh, but really. Like, do you, do you ever, do you ever, uh, think <laughs> I don't know. about like what it would be like to, uh, for, uh, I, I remember some of my art was put up on a different site that was not mine. And there were comments on it, and I thought it was so much fun. And like, oh shit! One, like, dig on me, even though, like, <laughs> yeah. if I built this, I would have done it this way. And I'm like, they go fucking do it, man. You know what I mean? But I love being a fly on the wall, and I think that's what you're kind of going at. Like, we, I, I think every artist, like, there's the Etsy thing, and I'm, I was even on Etsy years and years ago. And, and for your listeners, I personally. If you can, if you can make um, replicated pieces, you have an audience on Etsy. Good, good. Yeah. Like if, yeah. you, if you drop paint people's names on cuts of wood, and you can replicate that, you've got a great <laughs> area on Etsy. But if you're an artist that wants to be commissioned original pieces, the only way to the only way to do something like that is to uh, you just you, you you build it and you wait for people to give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I think what we're we're scratching on the surface of when we people like us that find a an avenue, you know, we could call it art. And I I would say it's weirdly it weirdly is my calling because it's it's the first thing that I ever started creatively that felt like I was like it is so much fun to do this shit. Yeah, dude, um, I, this this conversation has been amazing. I, it I, is. Are you so kidding me? Fun. This is one of my favorites so it's far. Actually, three years overdue, but I was no like, Badger. This we're gonna do the podcast. <laughs> I was gonna be there looking at your face. I know. Well, now <laughs> I'm very sad that I'm not. Yeah, we'll be glad because I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, you saw Ravenized if you right saw now. my face right now, you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm glad I'm not there." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's. That um, um, thank you for saying that. But also, man, it is, and this uh, for sure has been one of my favorites so far. And that's not to like belittle any of the other ones I've ever done. But it's been so long that I wanted to talk to you specifically about because you're one of my friends that has been in 
a creative realm his whole life and has done so much creation. You and I have even played music together. You remember? I know. Yeah, I think dude. It was our early twenties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you had your drums and we'd take turns on guitar and drums. You know. Well, and it was funny for people listening. I want I want to explain something, and I for will always feel this way. Like I, my drumming was basic. Like here's the thing. I, yeah, I could keep time. Sure. I can play some four. I could do that. I could do a little metal. Like, but what, what was more like the fun that I had jamming with you was when I like, I played just simple fucking power chords on the guitar and to, to butter your bread a little bit, whether you were on guitar or, drums i'm like oh fuck like this dude is so far ahead of me musically that it's like i'm just it's just fun to play with some that like because i was always looking at you like well, how do i like what do i do You're like just play this and i'm like all right play this co- play this chord and then go to that chord and then i'll come up with some sh- cool shit and i was like yeah that's fucking rad man um oh, jesus that was a really fun time. I, I, I miss playing music like that when it was all about, like, I just wanted to be loud. And now yeah. I'm, like, trying to be quiet so my neighbors don't get mad. <laughs> you know, well, oh, that's funny you said that. Because, yeah, it always reminds me of the band, the XX. Oh, right, right. Uh, people are always like, why are they so quiet? And I'm like, and I, uh, here's oh, the right, thing. They, li- they, like, lived in a small apartment complex. Yeah, right? and, and I don't know if, I, I want to I wanna say that's probably true, that they, like, played quietly because they lived in a stacked apartments, and they were like, well, we had to play that way, and so we just kind of recorded that way, and people were like, that's kind of cool, but, which is awesome if that's true. Um, and we both are recalling that, that's interesting. I know, it is you funny know? to think it has about. to be true then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, to, so that being said, it's like the conversation I've wanted to have with, have with Badger on my podcast about his art is like, it, because I know the breadth, and this will definitely be a part one of many. Oh, for, I hope so. For people listening, it's like, I want, like, and I know, like, it's, dude, it's exciting. Number one, because our history together, but also you're you're in a sort of renaissance type of creative person. Like, you've done so many different types of art. Like, I remember when you were drawing, you've done, I think music was the first thing I remember you for. Like, I always was like, oh, yeah, Badger's a musician. Like, yeah, he plays fucking get and i going over to your house and be like yeah badger loves guitar and loves horror <laughs> movies and he loves godzilla <laughs> that's it <laughs> and that's it he's a basic no <laughs> the basic nerd bitch but basic dork yeah. but dude it's uh, that it, there's so much value in and the reason we've been friends so long is and that's my now I'm going to get all sappy and be like, hey, people love is everything. Let's just get just drunk and sad on this, on this on the very first volume one of our covers. Yeah, and then people will be like, like... Did you watch that? Did you listen to that train wreck? Yeah. Well, it's not... Well, if people call this a train wreck, I'm like, well, you weren't listening, damn it. Because there's some there's some juicy nuggets of just... In, and and I, I came in, uh, you know pull back the curtain a little bit like my intention of i mean number one i want to talk to you forever about just the cool shit you do um working with metal like what what 
what a different, like, you know, cause I don't know many, like that's, it's such a different thing, medium. medium right. And also it's something that, um, it appeals to me when I see what you're doing. I'm like, there's something really like, like rock and roll about yeah, it. Yeah, it's you know? fuck. I mean, the dumb, the dumb is like, oh, that's so metal. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is, man. Like seeing you, like the slow mo, like torch sparks, like fucking, he's welding some shit. Like there's, there's. I think I know where you're. It's, it's very primeval. It's, it's very, I well, it's uh, primal. Lava, it's right? primal. It's primal. Primal. It is primal, and that so. I'm I'm gonna try and keep my thread of thought going. Um, I'm I'm a full beer in and a half a vodka drink in. So pardon my. I'm I well you know what I didn't get to do on the <laughs> podcast, which is what I've always I've always dreamed of doing is this. Ready? Here it comes. Bender blend. Oh, that was not a great one, but. Oh, did you here? open a can? I did. <laughs> it needs to be a bottle, but all we got are cans here. That's all right. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say Henry, for the old school listeners, my friend Henry was always the... Uh, yeah, and I know Henry, too. He was the can opener because he was so good at the timing. Like, <laughs> uh, Someone was a good pourer. I remember hearing them like... Well, Henry did that. Gabby definitely contributed to that. And also, is it weird if I plug my own shit in the middle of our conversation? I mean, you um, have to, right? So Gabby and I are going to do a music munchies, uh, hopefully tomorrow afternoon after work. Um, Yay. we have some, uh, no, cause, and Gabby's a, a fucking rad lady. Um, but her, her, ba- yeah, you her, guys have a good, you guys, have, you guys remind me of, uh, <laughs> like I watch, you don't have Denver news in the morning, but I have, there are these two, uh, uh, Newscasters. What's the word for them? News co- news reporter? Like, uh, but they're anchors. Good, they're a good team. You know, they're yeah. like a good duo. And I, yeah. I always, and you guys are so different too, which is, uh, I, mean, I know she's very great. good at making me challenge my own. And she's just such a, she's a presence, man. She's six foot three. She's Puerto Rican. She's intelligent and outspoken. Like, uh, so it puts she puts me on my toes and I love it. It's like fuck yeah, okay, you better be on your game, Bender. Like you can go fucking slack around Gabby. She'll call you out. I think I think I I miss your. I remember when you even had uh, when it was multiple voices at the same time. It almost when you were first starting, it almost it was everybody trying to get a word in. But then yeah. when you guys had these episodes where everybody was very comfortable in being the that voice they were in the conversation that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is part of the refinement of your art too. Uh, well, one hundred percent. Like I, I used to think like, oh, six people is easy, and now I'm like, that's such a. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fun, wild time, but it's also like, I, I live. Next, next one we do, we got to get in multiple voices. No parents. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, no people with kids. Sorry, sorry, Sean. <laughs> um. <laughs> and speaking of Sean, as we were doing this podcast, he came in the garage. And he was mooning me, and then he walked right back out. He's like, oh, I want to be... Uh. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I I owe a, an episode to each of my family and friends. Like, I want to do an episode with my mom, my brother Timothy, who's a badass chef. Yeah, you got to get Tim on there. And a dad. Him. Like, I got to get Thaddeus on, who's 
like his knowledge of music like that's what i always tell town i'm like you fucking just maybe just be a like a music like a metal journalist for like just start writing some fun little thing but we could just have kern in the background defending all the terrible movies <laughs> yeah we could yeah um and, and that's the fun of this this uh format is like the, nobody's telling me no i'm my own and and same time like yeah the pressure of like yeah i'd like people to listen and and have have something to walk away with like a little treat in their pocket that they can snack on later of like oh that little inspirational thing and um but overall like this our conversation has has been nothing short of like i i've I don't know if there's anything specific else you want to talk about, but like, um, well, I, I actually, okay. Interesting conversation. Well, no, you go first, but then I have one topic. Okay. So I, I guess we're okay. So number one to note, um, for your benefit, not anybody else's and mine, we're an hour and five minutes in, if that feels okay. Do you feel good? I'm I'm golden. I'm rolling, buddy. I'm golden. I'm rolling. I'm hustling and flowing. Um, <laughs> I've never said I'm rolling ever before in my life. If you saw, if you could hear how natural that sounded coming out of my it voice. It sounded natural, but I know you better. And I'm like, that's gross, Badger. Don't like, ever say that know, again. Sam, Sam, my fiance, said that's lit one time, but she didn't say it. Like, <laughs> she, she didn't. said it so naturally. I thought she was a Gen Z, not a millennial. I was like, that actually, you can use lit because you said it so naturally. Oh, <laughs> Sam. If I say something lit, I'm gonna get slapped. You know. Well, I I, I, I sound dad poor if I say that lit. I'd give you a slap. I'd be like, yeah, I don't think you can say that. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so here's my my question leading in to um, and and my last guest uh just for, I there's no reason for me to do this other than I do it no matter what. Um, I tell the audience I'm going to pause to go pee and I'm going to keep you on the phone, but ready? We're taking a break, but not really. So my question, okay, now it's now there, nothing happened, by the way, we're just still continuing our talk. My question to you, I know, right? People listening, what the, we fucking know what you did. Um, so what I was going to ask you, my last question about your art, um, Take take your time on it or not make it as long. But there are no restrictions. I mean, I'm why am I prefacing it like that? I don't know. Here's my question: What? Not what? You can't you can't restrain me. What? Take that bullet out of my mouth. I'll tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, take that out of my. Um, what was what? What led you into the metal art? Like, oh, dude. you know I, what I mean? So, what well, about you? You have the best questions because that's an amazing question. <laughs> well, because re- uh, really, Badger, I've seen you go from you used to sculpt with clay, you did paper mache, that, and no uh-huh. one, like you, you painted, you drew, and and then all of a sudden this metal art, and that something about, and what I want to know is what what was it about metal that you fell in love with? Well, I mean to to your, I know. I, I want to think that your listeners are always like, I always, anytime I listen to you, I'm looking, I'm being motivated by other people's art and their own motivation. I'm, I mean, that's, uh, I guess, like the introvert's way of becoming an extrovert. That's how you absorb people's energy. I'm like, when people are very, uh, you know, motivated 
and driven to do their art. I, I'm fascinated by that. Uh, there's a great H.R. Giger uh, documentary. I want to say it was on Netflix, but it'll make you cry because his, his, his existence was quite sad, but he was so driven, and that's what's so beautiful about him. But to to return to your question, uh, I think your question regards mediums. Um, yeah. YouTube yeah. podcasts, there's music out there, there's radio um in the world of, in the world of sculpture, uh, I thank God we're friends for so long and you can remember I've worked with animal bone and plaster. Clay was actually my very first love and I have a very um a very powerful attachment to clay and the smell of it and everything that it was such a big part of my childhood and sculpture. Yeah. You know, being able to pinch a piece uh to create something out of it. But the problem with all the aforementioned mediums is that they are fragile. They are st- only so strong, just like glass. Everything is only so strong. But what I what was beautiful about metal is it's incredibly indestructible. I mean, that, that sounds silly to say, but I have dropped pieces of art before, and if they shatter, that's the end of their, right. their uh, existence. Metal, on the other hand, when I have messed up, you, you you know grind it down, or you cut it off, or you heat it up and beat the shit out of it with a hammer. So it's a very, it's a, like I said, it's a very um, primordial kind of feeling with art. It's a lot of fire and brimstone and everything. But ultimately, and for your listeners that maybe anybody wanting to pick up a welder for the first time, I got started on a two hundred dollar welder. Like it yeah. Was, it was as like that. I wanted, I and I'm still poor, so I want to think that two hundred dollars isn't a an incredible uh, investment if you want to discover something. Um, I upgraded my tools over the years, just as I'm sure you have as well. But what really? No, I haven't. Metal, um, but keep going. Oh no! Is that right? <laughs> sorry. Is it, well, that's sorry. great. That I mean, that means you bought the right equipment. <laughs> what a what? A, sorry, that was an asshole move. Uh, actually, yeah, I haven't. Jordan. <laughs> Fuck you and your perfect microphone. Uh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. So, no, but I, I think that's, for me, the $200 welder, I swear to God, well, that's what uh, I started on. And scrap yeah. metal. Like, hey, look, yeah. I, like, I, think metal, I, I think metal art can be really intimidating for people because it looks like so, you know, fire and brimstone, sparks flying, there is, it can be very dangerous, but, and I've burned myself a million fucking times, but it's only because I'm an idiot, <laughs> not because you, you shouldn't, you should be able to work very, uh, safely for the most part. I always wear gloves and, and uh, eye protection, pants down, those are crucial. Yeah. Because you're not doing any art without either of those two things, your hands or your eyes. So. Well, and, and to further the, the point of, the reason you upgrade your tools is you actually should, especially based on the need of what you're doing. Like, and my little stupid comment on like, I haven't, here's the thing. I am a, I am a gear nerd. Like I look at microphones and mixers and shit for this kind of stuff all the time. And my budget doesn't fit it right now. And it's what I was saying is to you is like, as far as updating your tools, um, ah, right. I'm, I'm a gear nerd, dude. I, I look at new microphones and mixers and all the like tech for recording. Like 
do I want to upgrade? Fuck it. And should I? Fuck yeah. For professional reasons, like people want, because I enjoy a podcast that doesn't have the crackly, crickly, poopy, pappy, and that's technical terms. Um, but for it's funny that you're like, I, but the point being, it, I think what you're saying is starting with a, with whatever you can afford to get into your art and especially with metal art, it's like, and dude, I love welding. I've done it maybe 15 times in my life. Sure. And every time it's fucking awesome. But like that, that's come. And like you said, the, the intimidation factor of like, Oh, I got it. And yes, I think that, but let's break down like what, so what you need is a space to do it, that you're not going to catch anything on fire. Mm-hmm. It's also, that's a hard thing there. You know, like I think every art has its requirement. You know, and I, right. I did, you know, I did weld for the first seven years of my, uh, my, uh, like, it's only, uh, actually, up until January is the first time I've ever actually had a shop that has a constant roof over my head now, um, <laughs> it, it, and that's been amazing, but that, like, I think, uh, I think intimidation is okay for artists to, like, feel that they're intimidated that they don't have the right equipment but it's not a good excuse ultimately you know i I watched a video today on instagram this amazing painter that uses coffee and different shades of coffee bean to make these amazing kind of watercolor wow um, that's awesome and it's not that like hey you know it's prison art (laughs) it's is it really prison art art is a crazy fascination of mine wait prison art is it really prison art no but but the the prison i I like i uh, now that you all right now we're going into it but i did i've watched a lot of different even charles manson he gets his i I don't want to give him any credit but the art he makes is like oh wow you did that you serial killer you that's crazy you did that you psycho you know what i mean yeah Um, well i I think if anything we should start calling him when he, he's allowed to make art, but when he finishes it, it causes such hysteria. Yeah. That, you know, because people want to own his, his shit, you know. But I find that fascinating. But there are, <laughs> I, I saw some other jail artists where they use, you know, pigments and coffee, uh, and instant coffee and tea bags and things like that. That's why I said, yeah, it might sound like prison art, but like, <laughs> I think for the most part, <laughs> you can you can borrow friends' welder if they have it. There's a lot of ways to get involved in the things. You know, I don't want to just limit it to welding, but I think no, equipment has something to do with right, it. Right, but, um, and, and and maybe I'm presuming much, but I don't think so. When I say what, and here's my experience with metal, working with metal is, you have a lot more forgiveness of like, you fuck up and you can buff it out. You just fucking put a grinding yep. wheel with a buffing. It's very bre- forgiving. It's like, and that that's the beauty of the the like you said the primal aspect of like you can kind of beat the shit out of it, and but still have that vision come to life like that. So my question to you was, like, why metal? And and it's legit, but it also makes sense for you to like. Because and because you worked with so many different mediums that you found you found one that fits your your temperament well of like that's a good word you know, right like would that is that fair to say like you metal Absolutely. you and metal have a relationship where you're like you can be somewhat impatient but you're not the cost of like losing progress. I'm cold and- 
I'm cold and I'm a blunt cold object. You're a you're a lizard. <laughs> you're a sucky shit guest. And uh, this is the end of the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine? <laughs> what an ass. People are like, what? What's happening? Uh, I've known. Um. So, oh fuck! I had a point, and I my brain is. No, I, I think I, I I can I can help. I, not help. I'm definitely not gonna help. Please, you. please I'm help me. Definitely destroy please, this conversation. Please help me. I, when it comes to me, like, I feel like I understood metal very well when I started getting into it. I was like, okay, you're, you're yeah. You you have to have this respect. It's it's incredibly hot and sharp. But I think the misconception I I have to make you know light of something that I think people think it's hot that like when you're doing metal metal work that you're you're sleeveless and sweating and you're in like some kind of cave i mean that sounds pretty fucking hot to me <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh, sorry but not sorry i know it's it somebody like you know it's always it's always perceived that it's more uh, more hardcore right it's actually, that's fair like with, yeah with my new if, if we're on the subject of gear i did buy a new welder this season in like uh november and fuck man that's like painting with metal in comparison so but not to discourage yeah. people from getting you know starting with uh more affordable gear yeah i think the more important point is telling people like if you think cost can hold you back like reach out to other people that do what you think you want to do and like that's that's the beauty of the collaboration network of like and I know you've done, you're, you're a, despite what you say, you're like, I'm an introvert. I'm like, well, you're, but you are now, but like your younger self, it was like, you were so good with express and people were drawn to like what you were into, but you know, that don't let, sorry, I'm taking a lot of deep breaths. I'm trying not to burp on mic. Um, so when people are like, what is his deal, man? Uh, I'm trying not to burp right into the fucking microphone. Yeah, don't do that. that <laughs> but people's speakers are gonna blow out. I mean, that'd be rad if they did. Um. So the but the you know the point is, be, what, what what would your so you you gave good advice there of just like don't like because and that's what I always try and think about too is like what's holding people back is it cost is it accessibility like do you not have or is a it just using the term struggling artist which I fucking hate uh, like I think yeah that out yeah there, don't don't diminish what you do like mm. struggling is just because you're impatient to yeah. you know I think we live in a world of followers and likes and uh, and, uh, and online support and stuff and if people don't the art is certainly not instantly gratification you know at gratifying it is a yeah it is very disciplined i think what was it ren and stimpy i remember back in the day they said in order to learn discipline you must first learn disobedience and so you have to be free-willed enough as an artist and goofy enough to to make a mess and let yourself explore these avenues before you really get to construct uh, a style even and i think once you are able to have this like routine of a style and this where where it's like a second nature to you that's when you you're no longer struggling 
you know, and I think that's this word that like you're not making enough money and, and that's terrible. And I think if you begin if you begin art to make money, you might as well just do live, laugh and love science, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I mean if yeah, if no. you're really smart about it, you must conform yeah. I, I mean that's well, the, what's ugly about art. If you're gonna if you're gonna make it, you gotta conform immediately. And if you don't conform and you stick to your guns long enough then you don't have to, you, you can, you know, the conformity won't matter anymore. There's nothing to conform to because you've just kept going. Yeah. And, that's, and I don't want to, and, and I don't say that proudly. It's, it's just some. Well, I, I think what I think what, I found over time, the more I made, it was easier. Sure. And I, I think that's genuine to say to people listening of like, we're not saying like, like, Oh, if you're in art to make money, like, fuck off. It's like, but no, don't fuck off, but also recognize that there is a, there, that, that restricts you in a way of like, okay, well, you're in it to make money. Then, then you, you're going to be more of a business person than I am. And that's not, that's not a value thing of like, oh, I'm an artist and you're a business person that does art. Well, come full circle because I think one of your, (laughs) speaking a little while ago about branding. And I think, uh, you know, when, when you start to brand yourself, people are, people are noticing you, but they're not paying attention to you. And that's my problem with branding. Uh, You'll be noticed, but no one's paying attention. Sure. Does that make sense? You're, You're this flashy billboard, but who's visiting your site, you know? Um. I, I'm one of those people that I count the likes I get on my Instagram. You know, I count. Well, I, I think. If I get a couple new followers, I, I lose my shit. I'm like, yay. And then if they're international, I even lose my shit even more just because I think it's so cool. I'm such a dork like that where I'm able to support artists. And, no, uh, I don't I, think I, that's dorky at all. I think that's the right way to be is like that support system of like, hey, dudes, are you kidding me? Like, that's what I encourage is. You know, like I follow as many, like when people tell me to follow an artist, like I immediately, it's like, can I ask you something? Do you follow, like for me, I follow a lot of metal artists on on my, on my artist page. It's kind of like a a high five to that person. Like we follow each other and and, uh, do you follow podcasters or is your art just all over? Sometimes. Yeah. Yes. I do have a few podcasters I follow. I also follow a lot of uh, comic book artists, metal, like, and, and that's what, to me, it's like, um, it's a, it's that whole solidarity of like, like, dude, I, I love what you're doing. And like, cause if they're like you and I, like you, they see a new follower pop up of like, well, this person does art too. And they're kind of in that, Fuck yeah, like it feels good. And I just realized I just said like fifty times. Um, fuck that. Um well, I, like it. I fucking like it that I, I like when like I, I like that you I'm like that I like excited by things usually. I'm pretty excited generally. I can <laughs> definitely live by that. Okay, <laughs> so that and hey, that's a great segue. <laughs> we just it's not a great I'm not a great segueist. Um but we're gonna segue okay. into our kind of the wind down conversation slash um what we want to talk about too um is you know that during quarantine um when 
the thing that happened, people listen back and they're like, what happened? I'm like, I paused. I told people I was going to go pee and then I went and pee and you and I talked <laughs> off record. But what, <laughs> yeah. And here I go. Why would I tell people that? Because I can't help myself. Um, full disclosure. I'm an open book. I'm too open. But what we were saying is, and what we, okay, there's drones outside. I don't know if you hear that humming. Oh, those are mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you've arrived. I you can tell. I can see. Sorry. So the yeah, microphone sorry. I use, uh, the microphone I'm using right now, even in the shed with padding and sound, there's a fucking drone hovering over us. I can hear it, and it just, like, buzzed us. Um, is, it, is it legal in California to shoot them out of the sky? I don't know. It's legal and in Colorado to do that. I here's the thing. I don't I don't own a gun, so... You got a slingshot? Nope. I could throw a rock and hope. Come on, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> I know. I should have, at, at the very least, I should have a crossbow. Um, so, anyways, the next... the So, what we were going to talk about to, I, I think it's a good wrap up too and also just leave people with something to think about um is you know during the quarantine lockdown like you and i um well let me pose this to you i guess i'll i'll start with the question of like so when everything was shutting down and it was like hey don't go out unless you have to like i think for a lot of people that was a terrifying it was terrifying for me it wasn't it was a disruption in the best way but i'm like now it's it gives everybody a chance to fucking reflect and be like what is what is this life you know it, i know that sounds Absolutely. that on the surface well, it's I, like you nailed it i think i i, I know i think what it, what i think the phenomenon that happened was are you okay with yourself are you yeah. self-entertained enough? And are you okay with your own thoughts? And I'm not trying to certainly, uh, I'm not making fun of people that are not okay with that. For me, I was a bar. I'll make manager, fun of them. No. <laughs> and I was a bar manager and I was completely, yeah, completely exhausted by people. In fact, for, working in the restaurant industry um, ultimately has made me more of a, misanthropic person than someone that thinks people are genuinely good. Um, and that's not my fault. That's people's fault. So I think for me personally, when, uh, when everything got shut down and I got laid off, I put, I, I fell in love with my time because yeah. if it's anything that's always frustrated me is never having enough time to complete something. And if you really break it down, it's everything comes down to time. Everything is possible if you have enough time, depending on what it is. Everything just takes time. So everything is certainly possible if you have the time to do it. And that's where I found myself in this renaissance. And I felt reawakened to really uh, not punish myself and shame myself for not being creative. But I had this opportunity to just be creative as much as I want. And I was fortunate enough to had a, had acquired a space and a shop to to work out of and all i was and certainly i was smoking way too much pot <laughs> wait and, and still am probably okay but, wait hold on let me interject real quick and give a little quick background yeah, yeah. um for people listening new to badger <laughs> you, you smoke weed 
like like it's that that's what you do. It's tea, bro. It's tea. That's your tea. Um, so for you to say you're smoking too much weed, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Because here's the thing: too much weed is where you, you know, because in the no, tell me, please tell me, what does that mean for you? (laughs) Too much weed for Badger? I'm like, 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 do you turn green? Like, what is happening? Things were green. I'll tell you. Well, I think there was a part in quarantine. You and I have read way too much Stephen King. Do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So maybe you can understand. I don't. No, actually, I don't think I've read enough, bitch. So. I, that's, <laughs> I, I love. But being that we okay, read a lot sorry. of King, the stand really was ringing in my mind. And I, I yeah. you know, I remember smoking a, a co- pretty copious amount of weed in my shop and listening to. It was right in the in the heat of quarantine when I, I even I am a science driven person. I love the natural world and biology. Uh, all that is uh, definitely a background to any of my artistic endeavors. But that 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 being said, I was fucking terrified that that things were gonna be really like we're never gonna go back to normal and but on, on underneath that i'm this i'm kind of a crazy person that really enjoyed that the world was completely changing because i you know ultimately i'm you know at 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 37 and not owning a house and feeling very left out by society a lot of the time and I was like fuck it swallow it up so there was these two sides of me where I was like now I have time to do everything that I wanted and the other end of me that was like oh society good riddance and then of course yeah. the riots happened and society you have to realize you still have a very important well, part in it I w- but well, let- we can save that for another you know I think that's a whole nother end. there's there's like there's quarantine time and art and then there's quarantine or then there's riot art and time and i think they're they're well, both this amazing combination of what a time to be alive yeah really. and i the only thing i would amend in in what you just said is that there's a big difference between riot and protest um were there riots followed there i think it was protests followed by some riots based on some people that took advantage because here's the thing dude i went to three protests actively seeking that out because i i'm i'm on the side of yeah we need change like police are not i've never felt okay with police not 100 percent. like i I don't i don't agree with what that that structure of any any of that um and i was at protests they never turned into a riot were were they close to that where I live, no. Slow is pretty fucking mellow. Like, there was some shitty shit, but it was like, and so I think I think for for uh, just to be fair to the the language, it's like there were some rioting, but mostly protesting. Would right. would you and, agree? And forgive me. Oh no, and I think that was me just uh, using the word far too loosely. To be honest, I, I think that's okay. I yeah. view the whole thing as protesting. In my opinion, it was all protesting. I think yeah. the, the riot I'm referring to is inside myself. I think oh, I okay. had this okay. during, okay, look at it this way. During quarantine, I had this riot in me that was like, you know what? I was 
fucking sick of the way things are. I'm tired of capitalism. I'm tired of never getting ahead in my life. And good. And look, all these whales are returning. And I'm sorry that people were losing their jobs, but I was finding this extreme happiness. And then, you know what? And then all that changed where I felt like now I I think it was a perfect storm because I, I mean, if anybody felt like I did, I felt like I had anything I did had zero impact on society. Yeah. And that's where you see a protest because now you see results, you get results. Yeah. And, and it's, and I almost, I just, I admire, uh, my point being was artistically. When I said riot art, I meant, you know, what I guess I could say is protest art or, or even politically charged art. I think, there is the quarantine caused a lot of self-reflection a lot of internal dialogue to happen and maybe for the ugly parts of america it really allowed those people to connect with that inner monster that is who they are does that make sense and so for me i reconnected with this child that had this this renaissance and i had all this creative time to really explore my love for the world and and the love for my own creativity and i think during that time there was plenty of plenty of time for people to reflect on their own relationship with the world and you know for the i think for the majority a lot of people are not okay i certainly wasn't okay with society uh <laughs> on so many different levels but i'm also a very dystopian sci-fi person and yeah. almost see like i'm one of these mm. I, it might sound horrible but i i view the apocalypse sometimes as like a reprieve for the world to just go back to normal without us interfering anymore and then there's this other this other end where you know i think during quarantine people were allowed to you know look inward and then when we looked right back out into society that that bullshit happened when you had all this time to reflect on yourself and grow and and be a person that you when as soon as you return to society it hasn't changed from 400 years ago it's it's completely disruptive for your psyche and i think i mean i'm trying to keep it about art for me being a sculpture artist i i I find protest art fascinating because it's very quick well and 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 just to give you it's a little responsive oh. fast, you know, where yeah. I, I wish I could create a, mo- you know, a monument um, in, in to you want to, I think that type of art has given people a purpose to jump to, like I, like I was saying during quarantine, maybe it was hard for people to look inward and become creative. And now they found that internal riot happening. I yeah. don't know. I don't want, I know you want to wind down <laughs> this podcast. No, well, probably, Maybe I, well, there we go. We, I, we both used words that weren't meant to, <laughs> yeah, let me wind down. Let me tell you about so how to fall asleep. Right? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Bender interruption here. Just letting you know, this is um, an edit. I clipped out the last about 20 minutes of conversation. Um, it was just a judgment call on my part. Nah, mostly just because I sounded really drunk and it was kind of annoying for me to listen to and I didn't want to put you guys through that um thanks again to Badger um we'll do yeah part two part three with Badger uh thanks for tuning in guys cheers everybody